Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. ready to hear some noise tonight you're just seconds away from let's go blues radio all over the hockey universe No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Nice onesie. Is it coming men's? Oh, I think you coming men enough for all of us. And anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Welcome to season nine, episode number one of a special episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. I feel like uh, we're introducing a special episode of Blossom tonight on a special episode of Blossom. Whoa. Uh, six comes Whoa. into her own. Uh, we're the often imitated but never duplicated. Whoa. The original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, September 2nd, 2020. This is franchise episode number 267 all the time. Your hosts tonight are yours truly, Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. And for your listening pleasure, for the next little while, we'll be talking Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues hockey. To interact with the show on social media, you can follow the show on Twitter at LGB Radio. My handle is at Kurt Price. Bill's is at Billy Blue Note. And Jeff's is at JPonder94. You can follow us on Instagram. Uh, we're also dual streaming, dual live streaming right now on YouTube and Facebook. So for those of you watching the live streams right now on either of those platforms, first off, thank you for watching the live stream. And second, feel free to comment in the live chats and we'll address what we can during the show. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast of the show uh, after the live recording, uh, we appreciate you too. Thank you as well. And of course, the website is letsgoblues.com where you can listen to or watch any of our past episodes uh, of the show. Browse the fan discussion forum as well as get some cool St. Louis Blues themed t-shirts and stickers that goes back into supporting the show. Uh, I hadn't planned on having a live show with all of us uh, for a little bit anyway. I know I knew there was going to be Petro news one way or the other fairly soon, but uh, you know, it's been a week. <laughs> yeah, guys? I mean, I I was even teasing all week like, oh, we're going to release this pre-recorded episode of something I did in July, and nope, we pulled a fast one on you folks. Uh, the uh, official beers of episode number, well, let's let's first things first. Um, Jeff, you uh, you mentioned the previous the, the summer shows that we're going to be doing. You're going to be doing, uh, and you have one in the chamber already, ready to go. So, uh, and that's happening. Yeah, yeah, I got a couple um, things that I'm lining up. So uh, I don't think I'm be able to do with two off seasons this year. It's just going to be hard to do the theme of past the future all the way through. So I'll sprinkle a couple of those in, but I think a couple episodes, I'm just going to have some special guests on. We're just going to chat about maybe the league in general uh, coming out of COVID-19 because we're all going to have our vaccine by October. 
right? <laughs> Another plan? <Yeah. laughs> it depends on who you depends on who you listen to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, but no, it's, so I'm, I'm gonna have a couple special guests on. I can tell you right now, our friend that we found out a couple times for the New York Islanders, uh, Dominic from Lighthouse Hockey, uh, the SB Nation blog. Uh, he's showed interest in coming back and kind of talking about the Islanders run. So that might actually be next week depending on how uh, the Islanders are progressing in the playoffs here. And uh, so I don't want to jinx them too much. But, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, Greg Millen episode was supposed to be out uh, probably tomorrow morning, but we're going to push that back. Uh, Again, Greg Millen, uh, friend of the show now. Uh, We're going to push you back a little bit further. Jake Allen does take precedence for what's going on right now in the NHL. But um, he does have more wins uh, as blue, so he gets precedence. That is true. That is true. Um, I think I think Greg no would, would agree with that. No offense. <laughs> but yeah, we will have that episode out soon. I know that we've teased that one a lot, um, and it's honestly probably one of the best ones we've had, uh, just because Greg's a very very colorful personality. Uh, but we'll have him on here soon, and uh, a couple more past the future as well as ones with just special guests. So don't go anywhere. We will continue to have uh, episodes. Uh, I always want to say all summer, but it's not summer. It's all off season, I guess. Don't nobody go nowhere. Uh, the official beers of episode number 267. Uh, you can follow us, uh, each of us, on the Untapped app on your Android and iOS smartphones. My account is at CPrice12. Jeff's is at JPonder94. And Bill's is Billy Blue Note 33. So, uh, you guys do have a, uh, I, I, I was, I almost, I, I almost, the word celebratory almost fell out of my mouth. <laughs> but I, that's not what I, I don't know why I thought that. That's not. You're going to piss off the wrong people, Kurt. <laughs> the, the people that would piss off, I really don't care that would piss off. <laughs> um, so, uh, that's, so. <laughs> that's worse than any Trump comment you've ever made. That's well. That's a big statement right there. Oh, just and, wear a mask, Bill. On the show. On the show. On the show. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you may. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, Bill, what are you? What are you drinking? Um, I uh, I'm going with uh, something uh, brewery I had never had before until I picked up a six pack. Um, Autumnal Fire is the beer, and it's by Capital Brewer, Brewery um, out of Madison, Wisconsin. Um, it is a, uh, uh, a really nice, good start to the fall beer season for me. It, it is a Doppelbach, and uh, the, they describe it as a fiery copper hue, sweet, multi-richness, smooth, and warming. And it is it is all of that. And, what, uh, what, what was the description that it gave? <laughs> fiery copper hue, sweet multi richness, smooth and warming. <laughs> smooth and warming. Okay. Yeah, I love the descriptions so, of yours. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. No, it, it is a it's a like I said a great start to the 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 multi fall beer season. Uh, getting into my my favorite time of year for beer. Jeff, what you got? Bill has been reading my tweets because I said that exact same thing when I tweeted out my beer of the episode. <laughs> uh, my favorite season of beers. Hmm. Uh, I think that goes stuff. for yeah, me too. I agree though. I, I think that goes for a lot of people. It's uh, um, the, when the fall stuff comes out. I mean, yeah. I, especially if you're a fan of the darker stuff. That's uh, mm-hmm. I mean, this is where this stuff shines. So. 
Yep. Uh, so my beer of the episode is uh, I had the pumpkin beer last week from O'Fallon Brewery. Tonight I have the Schlafly Oktoberfest beer, mm. which is um, a, a good one. Uh, probably the best uh, St. Louis I think uh, Oktoberfest beer there is. Uh, maybe you guys disagree, but my favorite uh, Oktoberfest beer is actually out of Colorado. Left Hand uh, has a really good one if you guys have ever had that. But um, but no, Shafley is always great. They've never made a bad beer, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, good Oktoberfest from Shafley. You have not had their ESB, I take it. I have not. <laughs> I'm guessing that's, that's good, huh? That, yeah, I, 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 have, I tell that all the time, and it's, it's was that how long was that, Bill? Fifteen years ago? That was a long time. Uh, ago. No, it was, uh, it was late nineties. It was so tw- oh, that long, sure. long ago, twenty some odd yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah, they're extra special better. It, uh, I, I, it, 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 I mean, I don't think I could have a, a, a worse tasting beer. <laughs> and maybe it was a skunky batch. I don't know, but it was terrible. So you guys could drink in the nineties? Uh yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I graduated We're college in ninety seven. <laughs> yeah. How about that? I was drinking in uh the early nineties or well not the early 90s, oldest mid-90s. The oldest I was in the nineties was fourteen. Hmm. So you were you were How's that make you feel? So you so you were drinking in the nineties? Yeah, of course. <laughs> you're, you're from Missouri. There, you're there is a famous uh, picture with uh, my family of my dad handing me a Bud Light when I was like two years old. I'll have to dig that one up. There's a there's <laughs> a famous picture of me drinking a stag when I was, I don't know, four or five. Not drinking. <laughs> I had I had an empty can in my mouth. And, of course, you know, the adults, oh, let's get a picture. I think yeah. everyone, does, everyone does that. Oh, yeah. My, my family is yeah. not special about that. <laughs> it's not unique in that respect. Yeah, but you know, try that nowadays, and uh, you know, oh, children you, family services is going to be at the door. The show by the front door. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be on the news. <laughs> Channel five, be waiting outside. Uh, mine, my beer tonight is uh, the uh, milkshake, the uh, from Rock from Rochester Mills Beer Company. Uh, it is out of Michigan. And uh, it's a beer I got when I was up in Michigan, and uh, it's the original milkshake stout, because the bills are the bills, the bills, what? The blues, the bills, the blues uh, are shaking it up a little bit, I guess, as much as you can shake up a team by moving the back of a goalie. So, I, and I actually, I actually picked this beer time because I didn't like it. So there was like a, a, a kind of a multi-tie-in to tonight's show. I didn't, I did the first time I had this beer, I didn't like it, uh, but tonight I do. So go go figure. I don't know why. Huh. Was, mm. I, it could have been a follow-up to a different beer that tasted goofy. You know how it goes with when you mix yeah. beers. Oh, yeah. Um, it yeah. tasted really and smoky. Well, as far as metaphors go, you know, it's kind of nice, you know, because at first you didn't like Jake Gallagher. <laughs> and then you liked it. Perfect. But now it's, it's gone. Right. <laughs> yeah, and this is my last beer. <laughs> I was say, yeah, I was going to say, there it is. Because <laughs> it was a four-pack, and I had I had one in uh, in Michigan, and I, I gave one away, and I, I think I've had another one since, and this is my last one. So uh, it, it's good. I mean, I, I, I mean I, tonight it's good. Uh, the mood I'm in is good. And, and the description for this beer, since we're talking about descriptions, is ale brewed with lac ale. It says stout on the front. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah, right. Stout is. Yeah, stout. Is. Okay. Yeah. Ale brewed with lactose, milk sugars, and cocoa nibs. 
this velvety smooth sweet stout stands out in a crowd with a mouthful of rich roasted flavors. But does it bring all the boys to your yard? <laughs> I don't know. Let me check. Uh, it brings all the Canadian draft, pick, draft picks to the yard, apparently. Uh, I don't know what that means. But not Charlie Lindgren. But not Charlie Lindgren, because why, right? <laughs> Sorry. Inside Great. joke, everybody. It's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have Huso, so you don't need a Lindgren. Uh, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at SDL Blues History Twitter account, Twitter account, September 2nd, 2020 is today's date. September 2nd, 2019, uh, we were celebrating the Blues being 2019 Stanley Cup champions. So is that. That's all I got for Blues History today. I think at this point we were thinking, man, I hope the Blues go out and get a, a top right-handed defenseman. And they did shortly later. Too bad he wasn't a top. <laughs> Thank, thanks bill <laughs> uh so the news at hand today uh is uh the blues have uh if you've been living on a rock and you didn't know this uh the blues have traded jake allen to montreal what, what? i know right um i and never would have seen that coming well when i was when i was putting this together i i I, I was my the first thing that popped in my head was the Blues have finally traded Jake Allen because for <laughs> years and not not that I mean not that for in, in recent in recency uh, talk goes we we didn't want him gone necessarily this season but um, we talked for a couple of years about the Blues moving Jake Allen and we how we talked about just just putting him in the minors we talked yeah. about sending him to the AHL for a while trading him for nothing. That was, I mean, yeah. just just to have his salary gone was like going to be a bonus to them. So, uh, but the Blues received Montreal's third and seventh round picks in this year's draft, uh, which was uh, those picks were previously Washington's third round pick and, and Chicago's seventh round pick. And the Blues also send their seventh round pick to Montreal in the 2022 draft. So uh, it's 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 another and yet another good reason to have Bill on the show is Bill is an avid Habs fan. So uh, it'll be a, we get a rather unique perspective here from Bill, who follows the uh, Canadians very closely, um, and so he can uh, he's 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 on both sides of this trade. So that's interesting. So I think what the key here is, Kurt, is that we you and I just need to not let Bill talk, because <laughs> that would make this show hilarious. We should have just advertised the show as just we'll 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 start the show and then Bill just goes just. Yeah, there you go. That's that's what we should do. Just let him talk. The opposite of talk over and just just let him go. All right, go, Bill. There's 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 a lot of there's a lot of layers to this. So, Bill, I want I want to get your take on a lot of it, mostly. But for you, uh, in terms of, well, t we'll get to the Canadian side for a bit, Bill. But what did you think of um, the trade itself for the St. Louis Blues? Um, <clears throat> it's. It, it's the right time, right? Um, Jake uh, finally got to a point where there wasn't a lot left on his contract. Um, was uh, playing uh, as you know as well as he had uh, in several years, um, and uh, you're not going to get a great uh, return uh, on uh, goaltending, um, you know, unless you're trading at the deadline, um, but especially. Uh, when you're trading, uh, going into an off season that is just jam packed with UFAs, so I think a bringing back a third round draft pick, um, I, I think it's it's a 
uh, shrewd move. Don't forget um, the seventh I, because I'm, that could turn into that could turn into a Henrik Zetterberg or a didn't didn't Detroit get Zetterberg and Datsuk in like the sixth or seventh round or something fifth or seventh yeah so, so yeah, you, you know, know. Luke Robit Luke Robitaille came in the ninth round that doesn't even exist anymore he's a roller hockey player yeah, yeah. yeah. Tom Glavin was drafted in front of Luke Robitaille by the LA Kings. that's true <laughs> yeah. that is true was Larry Walker but, drafted. Uh, Larry Walker was drafted, uh, wasn't he? I don't I, think he was. I thought, it was another, no. I thought there was another pitcher that was drafted. Carpenter. Chris Carpenter. Chris Carpenter? Was Chris Carpenter? Was he? He's a hockey player, but I don't, maybe he wasn't. He wasn't drafted. Yeah. He's I a hockey player. I don't think player. he was drafted either. Okay. No. He's a hockey player, though. Damn it, Carter. You're getting mm-hmm. us off topic. That's what we do. We, <laughs> <laughs> that's, we, we're not some... Uh, uh, sports show uh, for five minutes on the evening news where we're very structured. We just, we just go with, the, go with the flow. That's true. All right. So let's talk about uh, Tom Glavin's career, <laughs> man. He, man, the, the uh, umpire behind the plate always gave him the, uh, the black of the plate, just a little <laughs> off, just a little off the plate, him and him and uh, Maddox, man, they got the, they were, and they, Smoltz. And Smoltz, yeah. And Smoltz, yeah. yeah. Smoltz, a uh, former Cardinal. But Javi Lopez behind the fucking plate, man, that guy was stellar for about two years. <laughs> All right, enough, enough, yeah. enough Braves I, talk. Have I ever? Have I ever told this you is not how crunch- I fucking hated the Atlanta Braves? I know. At that point? <laughs> oh, this this is not. This is not crunch time with Joe and Wags. Okay, this is let's go Blues Radio. <laughs> we're not. We're not doing. We're not doing baseball and basketball. Um, as much as I enjoy talk sports, don't get me wrong, but. I don't think people are tuning in to listen to us talk baseball. <laughs> and I'm no, watching our listener not... numbers drop. We were at about 20. <laughs> now we're at about nine. Hmm. I'm kidding. <laughs> Go ahead, Bill. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, from a, from a blues perspective, um, you know, the goal obviously is clear the cap space, right? You got to start making room uh, for, for what's to come. Um you know, in terms of Petro, you know, of course, JR's, JR's saying that they're pretty far apart. Um, but this, you know, from Petro, if you're Petro's camp and you see that the Blues are actively working to make things happen, it's it shows good faith. You know, I, th- I think that's an important piece to this. Um, you know, again, like I said, getting getting a third round draft pick in in exchange. Um, I think that only happens with the Montreal Canadiens because that third round draft pick was kind of created out of thin air. Um, If you recall, uh, they got this in the uh, Ilya Kovalchuk trade after they had signed Ilya Kovalchuk for nothing. So, you know, it's kind of genius general managing by by Mark Bergevin, who I've, I've... He's a much maligned GM. Right. Amongst Very Canadians much fans, maligned. Right? Yeah. Especially, you know, this Canadians fan. Um, <laughs> but it, I, I think it's, it's actually, you know, it's a, a brilliant move. Um, you know, sign Kovalchuk two weeks, three weeks later, whatever it is, or I guess it was a couple months. I think it was uh, end of, end of November that his contract was terminated by LA and um, Bergevin signed him. And then traded him, got a third round pick, and now he's turned that into Jake Allen. And you know, I'll get into the Canadian side of it in a little bit, but 
Yeah, we'll talk uh, about that later. I don't, um, I don't, yeah, I don't think that the Blues can make that trade with any other team because they don't have an expendable third round draft pick like that. And and the, the only Canes have the cap too. They have a lot of cap space, right? I mean, they got yeah, right. they do because because now that mm-hmm. gives them almost fifteen million in goaltending. Is that right? So yeah, yeah, yeah but they lot. still have <laughs> they still have ten and a half in cap space. Right, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. They, they they don't they don't care. I mean, as long I mean Montreal has money. They're not hurting for money. They don't you know it's like Toronto. They, they don't right. they, got, they got more money they can spend, but the the cap is going to limit them. But they if they got the cap space, what do they care? I mean, they they're bringing in a goalie who can. Who can be a nice backup? So I, I, I mean, it's fine. I, I, I think the, I on social media, I think the the reaction from Canes fans is kind of, I guess, mixed, um, mostly positive, I guess, uh, because people are always prefacing it with, you know, we have the cast base, so what do we care about, you know, if he's overpaid backup? So, uh, Bell, we're already in to talking about the Canadians. So if you want to go ahead and give your take on the Canadians in this trade, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, from a Canadian's perspective, you know, the in I, I highly recommend if anybody is a um, subscriber to the Athletic to uh, to read uh, Arpam Vasu's uh, column about the trade. Um, I'll I'll quote from it here a little bit, um, but I I think you know I, I agree with his perspective. Um, I mean, maybe maybe not to the extent that he is because he's he really thinks this is a great move for, for Montreal. Um, you know, they're, they're finally answering a question that has plagued them. Um, you know, they've, they've tried filling in that backup goalie role, uh, many different ways. Uh, you'll recall, uh, Antti Niemi, um, most recently Keith Kincaid, um, neither one of them really worked out all that well. Um, Peter Budai was but, there for a while too, right? Yeah, yeah. Peter Budai was there. Um, I that was great. Um, one of the last uh, last five years, not the game that they put me on the jumbotron because I was wearing my Habs jersey, uh, but we had <laughs> so we had uh, we had seats uh, two rows behind the Canadians bench, and uh, we were like ten feet away from Budai, and you know he's chatting it up with everybody, and he had the Ned Flanders mask at the time, and I just I thought that that was just a funny ass mask, um, but yeah, they've been trying to answer this question for their backup goaltending, um, you know, by the end of this year they you know, Charlie Lindgren was, was the backup and, you know, he's, he's just never been able to graduate from an AHL starter to that NHL backup role. Um, Caden Primo is the, you know, the guy in waiting um, and, you know, bringing in Jake to be the backup, you're going to be able to play him a third of the season next year, give Carey Price the rest that he needs because, you saw how great Carey Price played in that series against the Flyers because he was well rested. The Canadians, if they stay healthy next year, uh, I think are going to be much better. You know, they they didn't deserve to be in the playoffs only because of the, you know, the NHL expanding it out to twelve teams. Um, but they showed what a talented young club they can be, and they're only going to get better with uh, the pieces that they're going to be bringing in. Cole Caulfield, um, you know Ryan Paling. I think you know he's got a lot to prove this year, uh, but I think that he'll uh, he'll definitely be in the mix. Um, 
but look at look at the playoff that Suzuki had. Look at the playoff that Kakumiemi had. They they have nowhere to go but up there. And bringing in a goalie who will be able to give Carey Price a good chunk of the season uh, off is is going to be huge. Price is thirty three. Allen's thirty. Um, you know, and like you said, they've got the cap. Spend it judiciously, right? Spend it wisely. Spend it where you need to spend it. Um, you know, <clears throat> they don't have all the pieces. They're not going to be a Stanley Cup contender. But, you know, as long as they stay healthy, they should at least be fighting for, you know, that a wild card berth next year. And having a healthy carry price in a playoff situation, I mean, they pressed. They really did press the Flyers in that series. Um, you know, sneaking into the actual Stanley Cup playoffs uh, was huge. And, um, you know, if Carter Hart didn't outplay Carey Price, the Canadians could still be in it. Here's, here's, here's a question I have for uh, – so Montreal fans have traditionally been more so than – I mean, every team has their, their fair share of fans that are hard on goaltending, but Montreal is, like, known for it, for being really hard on goaltending. Uh, so one would think that the pressure uh, for goaltenders in Montreal is higher than in a lot of cities. So knowing uh, Jake Allen's history – with the blues, as far as pressure goes, as far as being the number one goalie is concerned, uh, he has not been able to handle that, uh, and had peaks and valleys like crazy. Um, so inconsistent. So his talent showed at times, you know, and, but, but then his, his inability to handle that number one spot also showed. And that's, that was the problem with Jake Allen. So do you, as a Canadians fan, uh, does that concern you at all, um, or is the the uh, uh, highly critical uh, fans in Montreal, as far as goaltending is concerned, is that overblown? Do you think? How do you think Allen will handle the 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 stuff in Montreal? Let, um, sorry, let um, me interject real quick, uh, Bill. I just I just want to piggyback off that, kind of adding to your question, or, or kind of adding to, to Kurt's explanation. Not only are they tough on goalies. Montreal is a hockey market, and that is a fishbowl, uh, not as much as Toronto, but pretty close uh, in terms of pressure on players to succeed and perform. And the fact now that we're looking at uh, another year where they didn't even make it to the conference final, uh, it, it adds more and more pressure uh, to the organization. And again, like Kurt said, with with Jake Allen being a player who's not known for at least – on this show and a lot of, I'll just say it, a lot of realists that he's not a high pressure goalie. Um, do you, how much do you think that's going to affect him? Um, quite honestly, I'm not all that concerned with it. Um, just because he isn't going in there expecting to, uh, challenge for number one, he's going in, you know, finally for, you know, for the first time in his career, and listening to his comments, um, you know, after the trade, uh, you know, kind of crystallized this for me. He finally accepted, you know, his role as a backup, um, you know, coming into this season. And he he's shown. He rose to that, you know, he, he embraced it. And he, you know, in that article that I referenced from Basu, he, he says – Canadians acquired arguably the best backup goalie in hockey. 
Um, and if you look at Jake's numbers over the last season and a half since the ascendance of Jordan Bennington, uh, that's hard to argue that uh, that he isn't, especially when it comes to road goaltending. And you expect that that's where he's going to get more of his starts. I don't expect uh, that he's going to be the starter at home games, but you you go on that West Coast road swing uh, that the Habs have to do. Maybe not next year because you know the the way they're talking about the bubble. Um, but, you know, say everything, say there's a vaccine and everything goes back to normal. You let him play, you know, five of the seven games in that road trip and let Kerry rest. It's going to be huge. And the other thing I think with Jake is he played most of his juniors in Montreal. Um, you know, he, he knows the market. He's, uh, you know, and, and I think, you know, it, it's, he's going to be a lock, you know, not, not saying that Montreal and, you know, New Valuna right there, but you know they're they're a hell of a lot closer. Um, I think it's going to be a lot more comfortable for him than than people might expect. Um, you know he, given that you know St. Louis isn't as big a hockey market. Look at look at how much shit that he got being here, right? He dealt with it. Um, I mean, not that I expect he listens to, to our show, but, you know, certainly, you know, he knows that the fans are deriding him on Twitter um, and, and he dealt with it and he, you know, he persevered and, you know, he, he proved himself as a very solid backup goalie. And that's what he's going to Montreal to do. Um, you know, I, I really don't think that the, the pressure is, is going to be that big of a, uh, a, a factor for him. Okay. Let me, uh, let me go ahead and jump in real quick here and say, we are not, we've got a, a fair amount of people watching right now on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, we can see the numbers here, folks. So we know you're <clears throat> tuned in. Uh, go ahead and give us some comments. What do you think of the trade? What are your thoughts? What, what do you want to know from us? The, uh, the hockey experts of let's go blues radio. <laughs> That's what I'll call ourselves. We're not hockey experts, but we are hockey experts of let's go blues radio. Um, you can, uh, just go ahead and, you know, let's, let's get some chatter going guys. Uh, don't be afraid, jump in the, the chat there. Let us know what you think. And, uh, we'll read your comments on air as well. But, um, yeah, talking more from the blues side. And obviously I know we've got some strong opinions on this show about Jake Allen. Uh, the thing that I want to move into is something I mentioned to you guys right before the show. I said, I even told you guys, I don't know if I'm really going to bring it up this way on the show, but you know what? Thinking about it ever having a couple beers. I am going to bring it up this way. <laughs> I I was actually very, and, and I'll preface this by saying, I've never hated Jake Allen. When he was going through his rough patch, I was more annoyed with Doug Armstrong and Mike Yo, whoever was at the helm, of just continuing to put him out there. He's not a goalie. And again, go back to our past shows if you want to hear our opinions when Jake Allen was down. But he's not one of those guys to me, that is going to pick himself up and play better. You have to sit him, make the backup or the other goalie play, and make and that goalie outperformed him almost every time. And that's when Jake Allen started playing better because he realized his job was in jeopardy. And and so seeing that now, and obviously now we've seen that he's thrived in a backup role and maybe even a 1A, 1B situation possibly, but he's got to be the 1B. He's not the 1A. I was actually excited when I saw this trade. I got happy. I And, and the only reason was because I wish Jake Allen well. Um, again, 
part of the cup-winning team, so he will forever uh, be a, a great player, in my opinion, because he, he helped bring a cup to St. Louis. But um, I was afraid because the Blues, historically, and again, this has been a theme on this show since we started in 2011, historically, they have made the wrong decision in goal. And we, we talked about, what was it, last week? We talked about the Curtis Joseph trade. Um, you know, and then the you think back to even like the, the year after the lockout. Oh, Patrick Laleem's the answer. He was awful. Brent Johnson, not a great starter. Great backup, not a great starter. Hold on. I mean, how? I, I just want to oh, say, boy. you mentioned, no, 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 no. I just wanted to say real quick, Patrick Laleem has the best goals against average in NHL history in the playoffs with a minimum of, what is it, like 25 games or something? Just I, yeah, I, that, was a, pretty, that was a crazy stat that I saw. Anyway, I, that's I, true. So go ahead. Sorry. In the playoffs, yes, he in the playoffs. But yeah, he had one bad playoff year, and, and his then record all of a sudden, was. He fell I think he, shit. And I think he was maybe a game under 500, or maybe only a game over because he played for Ottawa. Yeah, he had the best GAA in NHL history. But but anyway, the they, so they have they had no. It's okay. Uh, no, we we love getting off in tangents on this show. I think that's what we do. <laughs> um, but no, I. Uh, I was I was excited because there was a fear inside of me after this playoff, after this bubble situation, which I have come to accept, and I think the Blues have too. They're not making judgments off what we saw in the bubble. That was a crazy situation. There was weird circumstances, whatever. I was afraid still because Doug Armstrong has shown before he is a has an allegiance to Jake Allen. I was terrified that it was going to be they're going to move Jordan Biddington and give Allen back the starting position. And I'm sorry, like as much as, as great as Jake Allen has been recently and as much as many fans as he has, it's just, it's not going to work giving him the starting job again. And that was something that was in the back of my mind every day. And I was thinking, oh my God, if they do that, it will be so hard to turn into blues hockey again because it's, it's, it's insanity. To think you'll you'll expect anything different from what you've seen him do before as a starter. So when they made the trade, I wasn't happy that Jake Allen was gone. I was happy that the scenario I was thinking about did not play out. So you are are you are you guys surprised that uh, Jake Allen was moved? Because I think a lot of people. It's interesting to to read the comments and and you know you really do have to take general. Uh, social media comments with a grain of salt because there's a lot of, I mean, I'll, I'll try to be as nice as I can about this. There's a lot of inaccurate, um, um, passive fan comment type things being said where people don't really know what they're talking about necessarily. They're just casual fans, but they like to mouth off on Twitter or or, so, or Facebook or whatever. But uh, so, I, I mean, so some people were, I mean, really upset that he was moved. Um, and I get it. If you've met Jake Allen, for all accounts, he's a, he's a fantastic guy. Great. Excellent teammate. guy. Yeah. So I mean, Jeff, you, you, yeah, you've met him, talked to him, interviewed him. So, uh, one of my favorite people to talk to, yeah. honestly, when I yeah. was in the media, but, and I think our comments on this show were almost always about, you know, on ice performance and, and stuff. It was, I, we don't, I, I, I don't, I can't say I hate anybody in particular as a person, uh, that's played for the blues. I don't, I don't, I don't go there. I'm not that kind of guy. It's it's, it's uh, all of my comments and everything about, but all nice performance. 
you know, I'm not a hater of people or, or, a, or a, a defender of, of people uh, as far as being uh, hockey players. I, I, it's, it's like on ice performance, just win, baby, you know, just win, win, win. That, that's, that's, that's what it's about. So, uh, and I think players get that for the most part. But uh, so I, were you surprised the Blues moved to Jake Allen? Because I think some people online were. Well, first of all, Kurt, to answer your question, I just, and I'm not going to say who said this, but my favorite tweet that I saw today was, this was a bad trade and we should all be mad. <laughs> and I think both of you saw who this came from. Well, uh, but that was, that, I'm sorry, like you, and, and, and this was something else I want to talk about with, with what you just asked, Kurt. My question is a little more sarcastic are you really surprised? No. You, like, you, they you, have to make this trade. It has to be done if you want to bring back Petrangelo. And done. If you want to sign guys and you're against the cap, you you and you got $4 million plus in your backup goalie, you can't keep your backup goalie. You just can't. And he's a, and, I mean, in the end, as great as Jake Allen, uh, of a guy that Jake Allen is, and as uh, great of, of a backup as he, as he was this season, uh, you can't keep a backup goalie over your captain and best defenseman. You just can't do our, it. Our friends over at um, uh, Two Guys, One Cup, who I believe are actually recording tonight as well, um, but they don't do it live, so they're not as good as us. Um, oh, no, no. But they <laughs> – but I know – they, they, they also lost to us in trivia. So That's true. Yeah. So they're clearly not as good as us. Blues trivia. Uh uh, not as not as attractive. No. I mean, there's <laughs> no, there are so many things we're better than. We're better at drinking beer. <laughs> Just like existing, um, we're like better than. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, the two guys uh, one cup. Uh, God love them. But God love them. Uh, God love them. But they're terrible. The Darren Kimball line. <laughs> God love them, and I'm gonna rip them a new one. <laughs> we we love Stephen and Ian, but yeah, no. we're way better than you guys. <laughs> Just remember that. Um, <laughs> let's play hockey. Let's go. Let's play them in hockey. Let's do that too. Yeah, there you go. Let's try that. Let's see if we're better. Well, we got a goalie on staff here, so I, I think that, we automatically I mean, get a win there. Gold and defense and goaltending wins playoff games, right? So there you go. That's the way I see. Yeah, and you got a defenseman as well. So yeah, and we'll yeah. play three on three. I'm a forward. You're a diva. And Bills. Yeah, there we go. Let's go. Let's do it. They could. They could. They could pick up Jamie Rivers, and we'd still take him down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rivers is getting kind of old. Come on, and he <laughs> and he no longer has his long hair, which he had years. That's ago. true. He needs that so, hair. That hair is what gave him his hockey power. Yeah, it's like uh, uh what's the fictitious person with the hair uh, power from the hair. Not Thor. I don't know. Never mind. Anyway, Samson. Uh, Samson. Yes. Samson. Yes. Damn. That's a good reference, sir. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> Congratulations as I was saying, smart. With, with, with mentioning <laughs> them, I saw them tweets because somebody responded to them with one of their tweets and said um, something like plenty of teams have goaltending at 8 million or more and, and they make it work. And, they actually, I guess, did the research, and I, I'm going to guess this was Steven because I think he runs that account. Um, he even said, he goes, there's six teams in the yeah. NHL, yeah, and it's not that many, and most of them are locked up on one guy yeah. that's making six or seven million at least. We talked Whereas about the Blues this. had two guys making yeah. four, was it 4.3 or yeah, something like that? 4.4. We talked about this uh, not that long ago about when people were like, oh, well, other teams have more in goaltending than the Blues do. And we, we did the same thing. We 
did the research, put it out there. People don't listen. People, I mean, it's like, it's like politics and religion. People don't listen. They, they, they have, they, they believe they want to believe and they don't listen to, you know, reality. Uh, it is, it's like a handful of teams five, six teams, whatever that have. It's six. That's, that's, I mean, I'm going to trust yeah. them that the research is right. Yeah. No. And that, that, that backs up what, what, uh, I looked up, uh, I don't know. It was last year or something. Um, it, it just, it, there's not that many. And like you said, Jeff, it's, it's usually top heavy with, with your starter. I mean, and like, 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 like Lundquist, you know, Montreal, you know, they got 10 million plus in their goalies or whatever it is. And and, and then number one and the, and the other guy is uh, uh, not making that much. So. Well, whatever. not in Montreal anymore. Now it's 15 million. Right. That's, and that's a lot. Have the highest season. payroll for goaltending right now. Right. That's gotta be them. Oh yeah. What? Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe in history. Maybe in history, right? I mean, that's got to be up there. It's gonna be close. Highest goaltending yeah. t- duel in history. Probably. Who's yeah. made more than who's who's what team has ever had fifteen million in two goalies? Ed Belfour and Dominic Hasek. Back in the day yeah, of uh, five hundred thousand a year. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> no way. <laughs> right. I think that was the sal- that was the unspoken salary cap was fifteen yeah. million back in ninety two. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Back when bread cost no, but, a nickel. But it's it's um it's I I actually think that um obviously and I think you guys agree, Bill, you haven't waited on this part of it yet, but I just think the this this was a deal that had to be done. It had to be done. You you wanna re sign and, and Kurt, you said this a million times on Twitter and on this show that there's no team ever in the history of hockey or really any sport that you're going to let your defensive leader in his prime walk so you can keep your backup goalie. It doesn't make that, sense. It's just, it doesn't happen. You wouldn't do it. So it's like it's the kicker on a football team. You, and, you know, I mean, you're, you're quarterback. And, and, you don't do that. Yeah. And there's plenty of other things. And, and Kurt, there's something I know you want to mention later, but you know, there's, pl- there's people saying, Oh, well, you could have done this. You could have done that. You could have done this. And it's like, this was the deal that was available. This was the one that they had to make because Jake Allen's is, is he's got a high trade potential right now. So you had to act on it. You had to jump on it. Montreal obviously was looking to make a deal. So either whether it was add salary or add a solid backup, whatever it was, they wanted to make that deal now. And the blues had to say, if we're going to get Petrangelo and, and I mentioned this as well, multiple times today, talking to people, if they're going to get Petrangelo. Their best chance is to get it before he hits the open market. Yeah, I, that and mean, and you, you have to start making these trades now and doing it now to free up salary room. He's going to have high dollars thrown his way. Um, not as many years. They can't do as many years as the Blues can. But because uh, but he's going to have he he may have a team throw ten million at him for four years or whatever, um, which is very desirable. Um, so that's and that's that's the reason the rationale behind that. I get it. Um, but uh, Alan's uh, Alan uh, had a, had some words uh, for the fans. He said, uh, "Words can't express how grateful I am to the St. Louis Blues organization and the city for the amazing last twelve years. Since being drafted in two thousand eight, playing three hundred games as a Blue, having two children born in the city, playing at Bush Stadium, and winning a Stanley Cup, I will have a piece of my heart forever. To my teammates along the way, I cherish all of you and the friendships I've made during my tenure as a Blue." 
That being said, I'm extremely excited to join the Montreal Canadiens and being a part of the team moving forward. Looking forward to getting to Montreal and putting on that beautiful historic red sweater for the first time. So, um, you know, he's checking off the boxes, uh, saying uh, what uh, a good guy says when he gets moved. So, uh, so there's that. It was nice, uh, nice words from Alan, and and we do. We, I mean, wish him well. Uh, no ill will towards Alan whatsoever for, I mean, we've, we've given Alan plenty of shit on this show. Um, but like I said, it's, it's, you know, on ice performance that we're commenting on. It has nothing to do with his character as a person by any means. Uh, um, it's just, we're, I mean, we're fans and we want this team to win and we want this, the best product possible on the ice. So we, we comment on that kind of thing. Mm. Um, but, uh, so his, and he actually, I mean, his numbers with the blues, um, are pretty good. Um, with seven years, uh, 148, 94, and 26. Second in wins all time to Liut, just a few behind. Um, uh, I think a lot of people thought, and it was interesting because people before the season started, people were like, "It's a it's a slam dunk that Allen's going to get that that uh, that record, uh, the all time wins record for the Blues." And maybe he would have if the season had been canceled from, to COVID. Uh, three, he, he, you can I see think, him. I think he would have. You could have gotten, I mean, they, they probably would have made a point to try and get him that record, maybe. Uh, yeah. With three, three wins to go. Was it 19 games left? Something like that, that they had, uh, I guess. So, Sounds right. Yeah. But uh, so nine, three wins in 19 games is not, you know, crazy for backup. Um, probably would have gotten four or five oh, starts 15. at least. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so uh, uh, he had a 913 save percentage all time, uh, which is ninth on blues in blues history with, and I'm not counting the goalies that played one game uh, with the blues. So this is play, goalies that have played, you know, a dozen games or more at least. Uh, so he's ninth uh, all time in save percentage, 913 uh, goals against average uh, 2.50, which is 13th best all time with the blues uh, 21 shutouts, which is second to Brian Elliott, uh, that duo for a little bit there. Um, so uh, players with a better save percentage than Allen in Blues history. Um, we got uh, just a few notable names. Brian Elliott, Carter Hutton, Bennington, Hawak, Chris Mason. Um, and it's interesting that uh, the players with a better goals against average than Allen. Um, you wouldn't, I mean, okay, so there are some much maligned goaltenders on this list that have a better goals against average than Allen that played, you know, more than a, a few games. Uh, I mean, well, Ryan Miller finished the season out. He had a better goals against average than than uh Jake Allen, Chris Osgood, Carter Hutton, obviously, since he stole the job from Allen in the first place, uh, Jamie McLennan, and of course Brian Elliott. So, um, but uh, uh, you, you, I'm sorry, you missed something, sir. Yes, friend of the show, Jamie McLennan. Friend of the show, Jamie McLennan. You're right. My bad. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> How since, dare you, sir? Since 2014, 2015, there is only has only been one goalie who has a better goals against average in the playoffs than Jake Allen with a minimum of 20 starts, uh, which is Carey Price. So the Canadians have, since 2014, 2015, so the past, what, six seasons, whatever, have the goalies with the two best goals against average in the playoffs. So there you go. Allen's, uh, Allen's, uh, Allen's goals against average in the playoffs since then is uh, 206. Carey Price's is 1.99. We haven't heard from Bill in a while. Bill, please take the microphone, sir. <laughs> no, um, you know, I just, I think that, you know, that pretends very well uh, for, for Montreal. Not that, you know, again, not that, uh, you know, I expect them to contend for uh, for the Stanley Cup, but, you know, I do expect that, you know, with the, the bump that they're going to get uh, from from the run they made this year, 
Um, again, they stay healthy all year. They, you know, they will be a, uh, you know, a, a team that is uh, in the mix for the wild card. Um, and then to have goalies with those numbers going into the playoffs, and and I'm not going to at all fault Carey Price for for the Canadians not getting past the Flyers. And Carter Hart definitely outplayed his idol, um, you know. But that's more about Carter Hart than Carey Price. And I, I think you know the uh, <clears throat> the magic was starting to wear off for Montreal. Um, you know they 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 aren't. They weren't built for the playoffs this year, but now that those young guys got the uh, got the taste of it, um, you know, hopefully that's going to drive them to be back there next year. And like I said, you've got these two guys in the net for them. That that's going to be that's going to be huge. Um, you know, for the Blues, you know, they're they're clearly stating you know that uh, it's Billy Huso um, that that is going to get the chance to be the backup next year. Um, you know, after, you know, after what we saw in the bubble and after what we saw in the regular season from, uh, from Jordan Biddington, um, you know, I, it's, you'd expect that Huso's going to get a good amount of games then. Um, you know, so the blues, blues have the problem of trying to, you know, find that, that basically your third string goalie, uh, but you go go look at the the list of UFA goalies this off season. It's it is huge. You know, yeah. Uh, you, you got, you know, you got guys out there like you know Louis Domingue, um, you know who his, you know he is that that consummate guy. You know he he's been a, a backup through you know at Phoenix. Um, he's with Vancouver now. Um, he's with New Jersey, Tampa, and he was serviceable <clears throat> everywhere he went. I could see us bringing in, bringing him in to be the guy in the minors this year. So according to uh, somebody like that, according to Cat Friendly, the uh, uh, unrestricted free agent goalies um, are uh, Braden Holpe, Corey Crawford, Robin Lehner, Craig Anderson, Jimmy Howard, Matt Murray, uh, Jacob Markstrom, uh, Thomas Grice, Cam Talley, Hudobin, uh, Brian Elliott, Brian Elliott, he's available. Um, Mike Smith. There's a bunch. I mean, there's a bunch. Well, you want Dell. to talk about pissing off a select group of Blues fans? Bring back Brian Elliott as the backup. <laughs> what? Holy and, shit! And speaking of goaltender, hey. that that never made sense to me. The hate on Elliott because he, I mean, it usually came from people who would rather see Allen in goal. Right? That was the that was the that was the stance, and uh, the numbers just never panned out in Allen's favor in that in that matchup ever. I, I don't. I no. never got that. I never got that. No. Um, yeah. So I bought a Brian Elliott jersey, and it showed up the little day before the last game against San Jose mm. um, in uh, sixteen. So um, I got to wear it, you know, one time. <laughs> um, I well, when he retires, you're good. I was probably yeah. way too embarrassed to tell this story on the show at the time, so I'm going to tell it now. Uh, the day he was traded, I was at my friend uh, Brian's wedding, and a bunch of fellow guys I play hockey with were there, and we were all sitting, you know, and it was in a, it was like June, I'm, I think, right? Yeah, it had to be June because it was the draft. And um, he, uh, I had one friend come up to me, I was sitting at the bar. It was right. It was one of those outdoor weddings, and you come in, and, and that's where the reception's at. 
And so we're sitting at the bar before the wedding starts, and my buddy Jason walks up, and he just goes, I got bad news, man. And I go, what? And right as he said that, my phone dings, and I look, and yeah, it was Brian Elliott had been traded. And I, like, I looked at him, and I was like, oh, we're drinking tonight. <laughs> and we got pretty messed up that night. The night that he was traded, I went online and I bought a Brian Elliott Blues jersey because I was like, I'm so pissed off. I'm going to buy it anyway. <laughs> and I bought it. The next morning, I instantly was like, God damn it. Why did I spend money on that? He's not on the team anymore. Did you, did I should have just it? waited like. It was discounted a little oh, bit. I was going to say, it should be but discounted. I, but I guarantee that if it if I would have waited a month, it probably would have been way cheaper than what it was that night. So as far as like the Blues goaltending duo next season is concerned, with Huso has the opportunity to, uh, if he plays well, to be the backup on this team, at least it appears that way right now, um, do you want, would you rather the Blues go after a UFA? And bring him in. Um, oh, the, uh, the names I just listed. Um, maybe get somebody a cheap, uh, you know, a million plus deal, um, a veteran tail end of his career kind of situation, maybe. Uh, or would you rather see the Blues go uh, youth with Huso as backup? Before we get it, I mean, I we definitely need to answer this question, but I do want to say, I'm sorry, YouTube uh, followers, right now. I said that, and there was conversation going on. My YouTube chat must have froze. I reloaded it, and there's a ton of stuff I wasn't seeing. So, real quick, let me get through some of this stuff, because I promised I'd read some of it. Uh, first of all, Austin Lynch, uh, Jeff, uh, quit shaving your beard. Dude, it is, well, it was when I shaved it. It was August in St. Louis, and I've got, I'm going to show you, I've got this ridiculously long hair. And a ridiculously long beard. One of them had to go. And I decided I decided the hair was going to stay. Uh, so that's why that's gone. Um, we were talking earlier about... Uh, <laughs> whoa, what? what? Nothing. I just thought of something that... <clears throat> so when you, when you had your beard, all right, and you wore a mask out in public, did you look like 70s porn? <sighs> I mean... <laughs> I guess. All right. Yeah, probably. All right. <laughs> that's a good that's a good bet. Um we were talking <laughs> earlier about uh draft picks uh late being big boomers. Uh Tom Brady sixth round. That was football, but thank you. Uh from John. Uh winning unlimited, which this is probably one of the biggest ones ever. Martin Saint Louis was undrafted. Uh and then uh, winning Unlimited also adds, should I let you guys go the whole show before reminding you to mention the Rangers won the lottery, at least Nashville, Minnesota, Arizona, and then he says Central Team in 2022 lost. And he also says, did I mention I hate the lottery? Um, not a whole what? ton of blues news there. Yeah, yeah, winning Unlimited? He hates the lottery? What? Hates the lottery? What? Obviously, he's never won the lottery. Exactly. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, winning Unlimited, uh, it's, hey, the way I look at it was it wasn't the Oilers, it wasn't the Maple Leafs, uh, it wasn't the Penguins. So, whatever. I'm fine with it uh, as long as it wasn't that shit. Uh, and then one more from uh, Olith95, who we never heard from before. Great trade if Blues can keep Petrangelo. Hopefully that uh, Bennington doesn't turn like Matt Murray in the future. As a Habs fan, I'm happy for this trade. 
And uh, also uh, want to mention, too, our friend Puck Guy 14 from um, Teal Town, USA. Awesome friend of the show. Asked if we want Martin Jones. And I think I can speak for all three of us when I say absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but back to uh, back to Kurt's question. So do you want the Blues to bring in a UFA? Uh, Bill, go ahead. Um, no, I don't. Uh, I, I, I think the, the, the move is the right move. Um, you shed the extra salary cap that you're putting into goaltending. Um, you, you're shaving that off so that you can give it to Petro and, you know, <clears throat> whoso makes league minimum, give him a shot. If it's not working out, we're still in the playoff hunt, make a trade for a goalie at the deadline. Um, but give him a shot. He's he served his time in the minors. You know what I would compare this to? Um, now again, obviously, what Bill said, hundred um, uh, percent. That that money was shed so you can get Petrangelo. Once you get Petrangelo, and then once you make your decision on Dunn, whatever you're going to do with him, whether sign him or trade him or whatever, and you've got your team locked up next year, and you say, okay, we've got Bennington and Huso and Net. Then you take a look and you say, okay, who's still out there in goal? And I, I, I compare it to 2011, 2012, right? When they brought in Brian Elliott and they were fully expecting Elliott to be the guy in the AHL and Ben Bishop was going to be the guy that was going to come up and, and play behind Yaroslav Halak. I compare it to that. I would say if you've got the money, you go get a veteran who's still out there whether it's like Bill said, a, a Louis Domingue or somebody else who can and be, be a, a, Brian a good Elliott? veteran. <laughs> a Brian Elliott? That's a 36-year-old Brian Elliott? <laughs> Bring in Brian Elliott and you say, hey, you can be our, uh, you'll be our starter in the HL, but you're going to challenge our young guy, Billy Husso, uh, to be a backup. If you went out in training camp, it's your job to lose. So I, I would like a scenario like that. It just depends, one, on how much money the team has left, and then, two, yeah. um, you know, who's still out there by the time the Blues can make that decision. I think, yeah, I think, the, I mean, obviously the money's the key. I think it, uh, I think right now the plan is, is uh, that makes sense to, for the plan to be Benton and Huso, uh, unless there's more money left over than they thought. Um, and then maybe they could pick up somebody to compete with Huso for the job. Uh, uh, it's if you if you brought back Elliot for a million a season, like a, a million dollar contract, uh, would you want that as a backup, as a possible backup situation to uh, bring him as a professional tryout? And if he signs, and if he if he outplays Huso, then sign him to a million. A million dollar contract. Well, I gotta think if it's, if it's a professional tryout, you could probably get him for less than a million, unless another team is bidding against you, right? Yeah. Well, true, but I mean, it's not. I mean, what's the minimum? Seven hundred K, something like that. Is that what it is? Something like that. So I mean, it's yeah. not. I mean, that not that much difference. If you've got the cap, fine. Bury him in the AHL if Huso has a great training camp, and if not, you start him up here. And the minute Huso starts showing that he's ready to come back up this year. You bring him up, you put Elliot on waivers, and either he goes to the AHL or somebody picks him up. 
I think goaltending is going to be very interesting uh, with Bennington coming off a season that was not as good as his prior season uh, and, a, and a poor playoff showing. Um, and then we got uh, possibly Huso backing up Bennington next year. It's going to be very, that's, I mean, I think next season, that's a question mark now as far as how that's going to pan out as far as goaltending goes. That's something we're used to, though, right? I mean, that's I, I mean been yeah. Question I mean, mark for the Blues for the last 10 yeah, years. And, you know, so many teams have question marks in goal, and, and goaltending is so fickle. You'll see teams that have great goaltending one year, have mediocre goaltending the next. It kind of it fluctuates. Even great goalies have, you know, their careers are up and down uh, from year to year. So, I mean, that, that happens. But uh, uh, very few goalies are consistently very good. Um, in the league. So, I mean, and those are Hall of Famers, right. you typically, so. Right. Look at Sergei Bobrovsky. Yeah. Lights out last year, couldn't save a beach ball this year. I mean, just awful, awful up and down season. Two-time um, Vezina winner, and too. Like, yeah. And like Ola said in the uh, in the, the chat, you know, uh, Matt Murray. Matt Murray, unseated Marc-Andre Fleury, yep. you know, the last goalie to be drafted number one overall in the league, unseated by, you know, a young kid. And now Matt Murray's on the verge of losing his job. Yeah. Um, so is Marc-Andre Fleury. <laughs> well, he already lost it thanks to Pete DeBoer. Right? Yeah. Right, Alan? Right? <laughs> Alan Walsh, oh. yeah. <laughs> oh, um, man. That's yeah, that's a whole interesting thing going on there in Vegas. But um man, I gotta say, like uh I I'm I'm probably gonna come off here and I've I've I said before that I'm a Sanford uh uh Zach Sanford apologist. I'm probably gonna come off as a Jordan Biddington apologist here as well. Um you look at a couple different things here with Jordan Biddington. Uh number one, he was good enough. I thought all season long, even when he had his, and I'm using air quotes, struggles. Yeah. I thought he was still good enough for the Blues to win games. They just had to score. Rather than score two goals, they had to score four. And they just weren't doing it when he was going through his short slump. And I'm talking about season. I'm not talking about the bubble. Um, I thought he was good enough. And, And a lot of people said, and a lot of things that I've seen, has been the the all-star. He made it an all-star game. And a lot of people said, well, Regency bias, plus it was in St. Louis. Okay. He still made an all-star game. He wasn't awful. If They're not going to put a, a Jeff Sargent in the all-star game. You know, it's going to be somebody well, who is still somewhat deserving. Since when is right. the, the, the players in the all-star game the best of the best? I mean, typically, generally speaking, yeah, okay. But it's who the fans want to see. I mean, come on. Yeah. Right. And, and the other thing that I'll add, too. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Bill. I was just going to say the other thing about Bennington in the All Star, he was the, you know, runner up, probably should have won the Calder Trophy uh, the previous year. So, the True. you know, the hardware arguments yeah. there for him. Um, you know, deservedly, I thought, you know, he, he was in the, the all-star game. And again, you know, it, you know, you were making the point, is it the best of the best? Not usually. A lot of times the best of the best opt out. See Ovechkin, Alex, Crosby, Sydney. Um, but Bennington completely deserved to be there this year. Um, and he played well in and, the all-star game. That, that, I mean, he won the, the shootout competition, right? So, I mean, it was, right. that was fantastic. 
Yeah, although I think there was a scoring snafu at the beginning of that. Um, and I think, uh, I don't know if it was Tristan Jari, um, again, you know, the guy that's unseating Matt Murray in Pittsburgh, um, you know, that uh, I don't think they scored it accurately for, for whoever it was at first. Um, so it's a conspiracy. Um, but it, it is. It, it is. <laughs> but, you know, I can't believe I'm talking about it um, since I, I'm a Bennington fan and a Blues fan um, and would, would hurt him. But no. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, Bennington definitely deserved to be at the All-Star game. Um, you know, and, and I, I'm excited going into this year for a couple of things. And um, I'll get back to you. I know you, you had a point there to make, Jeff. Um, oh, it's but okay. for Bennington, going into this season, you know, A, he's got a chip on his shoulder uh, for, you know, getting made a fool of by Vancouver. They had a book on him, and, you know, they – they just went by their playbook and it worked. Um, he put the puck on net. He looked. Was there a playbook? Lower, <laughs> yeah, yeah. lower blocker. Use lower your blocker speed on some of the slow blues defensemen. <laughs> right. And let the blues defensemen collide in the middle of the zone. Oh, wait. Yeah. yeah that was Jake <laughs> Allen that was in that for that one. Um, yeah. But uh, so he's got, he'll have the chip on his shoulder. We've seen what a competitor he is. Um, his bounce back games and the 2019 playoffs were stuff of legend. So let's see if he can do that across the season. And, and he's playing for a contract and this is, yeah, if yeah, he doesn't true. make it this contract here, you know, maybe he, everybody says, all right, he was a flash in the pan. He won him a cup. He's not, he's not good enough to, you know, to put that much money into and he gets cast aside. You know what's interesting? Know. Yeah. What, what's interesting is that and, and the only thing that I'm going to add, and, and I'll I'll make this quick, Kurt. The only thing I'm going to add, and this was my point earlier, you look at uh, national attention with Jordan Bennington. Now, obviously, he gets a lot of that because he won a Stanley Cup. But there was an article written in July on Sportsnet, and this is not the only one I've seen. So this isn't just one one author saying this. Uh, goaltenders projections for Team Canada in 2022. Everyone I've seen, Carey Price, uh, Carter Hart, Jordan Biddington, and that's Team Canada. They always have one of the best teams going in, them and Russia. And if Jordan Biddington is, is on that very short list, obviously he's doing something right. And and nothing against Jake Allen. Jake Allen was was, you know, especially his last year and a half here. Great. Did a great job for the blues at certain times in his career, but I never saw him on projections for team Canada. To be no. honest, never did. Not yeah. once. Um, Not since the juniors, right? He, yeah. He was a winner with Canada and the world juniors. I was going to say that uh, next season, let's say, let's say Bennington doesn't have the best season and let's say Huso plays well. And so then you've got a situation where, okay, um, Bennington is, is, is uh, after the season's over, Bennington is two seasons removed from his, his uh, great run in 19 and the, and the cup run in 19. Um, and he hasn't, uh, you know, been, I mean, he was, he was good enough this year, uh, but he, and it's like, no, let's say, let's say next year, he's the same, or maybe a little, maybe a tick down. And if Huso comes up, then you got another situation where, well, gosh, do you make Huso the number one? 
and uh, depending on how he plays. Now, this is obviously speculation. My God, we're talking after next season uh, with Huso, with a guy that hasn't you know played in the NHL yet. So, uh, yeah, I well, uh, next year will be very interesting. I think uh, now the the whole chip on his shoulder thing with Bennington, I was hoping and fans in general hoping that was going to uh, be a different story in game six against Vancouver. And he bounced back from his first two games in the, in that series and have his chip on his shoulder and something to prove to, to, to have a bounce back game after the first two games. That didn't happen at all. So he was uh, arguably worse in game six. So we'll, uh, we'll see, uh, we'll see how next season pans out. I uh, obviously uh, the pandemic is, you take that stuff with a grain of salt too, as far as uh, teams performance and whatnot, that, that this is all different and unusual and strange and uh, it affects different teams differently. And uh, for whatever reason, the blues didn't accommodate well to that situation apparently and, uh, and didn't perform well uh, kind of across the board, even though they, I thought they performed generally speaking better than Vancouver in that series, but uh, they were not up to their level of play either. So what, what do you guys think of when you, uh, hear Jake Allen's name as far as uh, like when you reflect on his time as a blue, like what comes to your mind to, to bring back a great let's go blues forum uh, a question. How will we remember the Jake okay. Allen area area, <laughs> the famous typo, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what, yeah, uh, what, what comes to mind? Oh, go, um, go ahead. Go ahead, Bill. I, I think, you know, for me, it's, it, it was you know, just lack of consistency over, over the course of, of the time. We saw the highs, but, man, we really lived the lows. Um, and it, it, it feels like, you know, especially today, you know, I'm not saying people are, are dancing on his grave now that he's gone. Um, but you know, a lot of the, a lot of the folks that, uh, uh, are happy to see him gone, um, probably are, are like me and just never could get over, you know, the fact that he struggled in January and February, you know, three straight years. Um, and, uh, I, I think I said the way I've always phrased it is he forgot how to goalie, um, and, you know, it, it's hard to get past that. But quite honestly, uh, you know, to me, the way that he handled himself uh, in 2019 and 2020, uh, it, it's it's more a story of redemption. Um, he showed that he could evolve into, you know, beyond the, you know, well, I'm expected to be the number one guy, but I can really handle it, right? I can handle the, you know, being the the second fiddle and and excel at it and you know that that i think is how you close the book on him here in st louis um you know inconsistent through most of the career until he hit his prime and embraced that backup role and excelled at it I was going to say, nostalgia is a funny thing. So we're going to look back at Jake Allen in 10 years and we're going to remember him, one, as a Stanley Cup winner, which is most important. Uh, and then two, uh, he's the guy that derived as a backup. When he was backing up Brian Elliott, uh, he looked great. When he was getting challenged for his job by Car uh, not Carter Hart, uh, Carter Hutton, 
um, he, uh, you know, he, he played well. Starter this last season, starter hunting. <laughs> and when he, he played well this last season with Jordan Biddington uh, taking over the number one job and, and him being purely the backup. Uh, again, nostalgia is a funny thing to the mind. That's how we're going to remember Jake Allen. And I'm fine with that because, again, I mean, just a, a great human being, a great teammate, somebody that everybody rooted for at one point in their lives, whether they want to admit it or not. Uh, to 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 jump in and you know we all thought for so long that he was going to be that franchise goaltender the Blues never had he was going to be that guy that was going to step in win a couple Stanley Cups as a starter um, he was the future in goal for the Blues so that's how we're, right. I think he we're going to remember him and I'm fine with that he was the guy that we drafted right it was like you know the you know, the chance to, you know, to finally see, you know, the Curtis Joseph story come to fruition. I know Joseph was a college free agent that signed with us, but the guy that came up through the ranks in the organization um, and, you know, he was, he was anointed. He's going to be our guy. Right. And it, it never got there. I mean, I still think back to that first start he had against Calgary and that insane, you know he's out of position like he was always want to be and he made that insane <laughs> stick save back across the body on tj brody on an empty net i still remember the look on tj brody's face to this day yep and there yeah, was man. so much promise in that moment um you know that uh you know i i think he saved the blues you know, like the season that year he did you know there's there were it, it just he he he's kind of like the the goaltending version of Patrick Berglund. Um, we had all these high expectations that they he just didn't live up to. Um, but yeah. Jake Jake gets but to in the end story. in the end he found his role and he was right. great at it just like Berglund. And I think it was a role yeah. that that most Blues fans are. And I'm not trying to be condescending to to some, but most Blues fans who were paying attention and understood. Uh, the situation, uh, most Blues fans wanted him as the backup and not to be shoehorned time and time again into that number one role where he just kept failing. Um, The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And that's exactly what this organization was trying to do with Jake Allen as the number one goalie every season and and it just failed time and time again i just how many times do you have to go to that well before you realize okay he's not a number one goalie uh just in this uh, in this organization in this setting it's just it's not going to happen um so and when i reflect back on on jake allen's time here i i think of uh genuinely genuinely as a, a period of um like you guys have mentioned and touched on inconsistency um, and disappointment in a, in a, in a sense that he didn't live up to what we expected him to be. Um, and, and this trade, like you said, Jeff, I was, I was, I saw that it came down. I was, I was happy. I was happy to move uh, uh, not just for the reason you mentioned, but because of uh, the return was a third and a seventh round pick. Some people might not think that's anything. It's like, well, what? that's like giving away for nothing. But Alan, Jake Allen was untradeable two years ago. You couldn't move him for anything. I mean, he was he was a guy that was as a number one or a split time uh, where they tried to make him number one and he failed. He was putting up worst 
numbers in the NHL as a number one goalie. I mean, bottom of the barrel. So league worst. Yeah, yeah league worst. Um, and most backups were outperforming him. So it just didn't, it didn't. Including he was, his own. <laughs> right. He was untradeable. You couldn't move him for anything. Um, so they held on to him and they, and he, they finally found a role for him here. Once, once they resigned the fact that he's just not a number one guy, um, finally, eventually we, and you guys touched on the fact this team has made the wrong call on goaltending time and time again. And that was one of them, uh, a number of them, uh, all, all same, all shoved into a, a three or four year span there. Um, but, uh, so yeah, for a guy who was untradeable two years ago to get a third round pick and a seventh round pick, uh, Montreal, you know, didn't give up a lot to get in because those were picks they acquired, uh, elsewhere. But, uh, uh, I think, so it was a good trade for both teams that the blues, uh, cleared salary to sign some guys. They really do want to sign. Hopefully that happens. Uh, but also, uh, they got something in return for a guy they couldn't have gotten Jack squat for two years ago. So I think it's a win-win for both teams. Um, and you, so you can't complain about the return. I think some people are, but I don't, I mean, that's, that's people who are just. It's a very, I, I think it's a, a very large minority. Like I, I think the a vocal majority. Minority. Vocal minority. Yeah. That, that's, that, that's a better way of saying it. Yeah. yeah. Loud, loud minority. Yeah, yeah. They, I think the majority of blues fans when the season ended, when the blues lost, <clears throat> they all understood. If you want to re-sign your captain, You've got to move Jake Allen. It just has to happen. Whether you like it or not, it has to happen. And we all accepted that, whether you're a fan of Jake Allen or not. But, yeah, there is a very vocal minority who really believed. And in, uh, an awesome, awesome writer for St. Louis Game Time, uh, Hildy Mack. Uh, she was one of the people who who wanted to keep Allen around. and And I respected the reasons why she said that. And and she's, again, if you never read Hildy Mack, she, she does a great job over at St. Louis game time. Um, I, I, I was like, sorry, I disagree as, as much as a, uh, you can make every single uh, argument to keep him. I can make one argument to get rid of him. And that is you have to have the cap room. I'm sorry. You've got one goalie that you've already anointed as your starter. You can't spend $4 million on a backup. You just can't do it. And yep. so you got to move him to keep your star defenseman, your captain, your team leader, your locker room leader, and a guy that, uh, well, let's just face it, the first guy to raise the Stanley Cup in St. Louis. I mean, that's, that's most important. You know, uh, this kind of reminds me in a way of <clears throat> – not the goalies aren't quite at you know the, the level, but when when Dallas had Belfour and Turk, and they and the the Stars had to move Turk, uh, and they they traded him to the Blues. So uh, he was he was was Turk traded or signed? He He's was traded. Traded. That's right. He was traded. Yeah. So it's yeah. the same situation. Um, so they had they had a guy who was anointed as number one, and they had Turk who. Uh, Turk actually is not quite the same situation because Turek was like the up and coming guy. He was he was highly touted, uh, and Dallas just couldn't couldn't keep him. But uh, different situation a bit. But same in the sense that Dallas had two goalies, uh, one anointed as a starter, two was a guy that they could move, so they did, and uh, and they they needed cap room. Uh, they needed they needed salary. Uh, the uh, there wasn't a cap at the time, but they needed room uh, to move salary. So I think. Uh, 
uh, I think anybody who it's interesting that the that some people are complaining that we should have traded Steen instead because that was that was a thing that was mentioned on Twitter and I was I was like okay hey, hey, let me let me let me let me intersect real quick anybody who's a follower of this show and and who's listened for years used to have something called radio rants. <laughs> uh, if if we were to have a version of that, Kurt, go right ahead. It's not going to be a long one. I'm just saying that far too many times this season, there are people that are they say they're in the know, right? They 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 they, they pass themselves off as as uh, knowledgeable hockey guys. They they write blogs and articles, and they're but and they they miss this the the simplest detail. As far as so, there was a comment that said uh, the Blues shouldn't have moved Jake Allen. Uh, they should have traded Steen instead. You can't fucking trade Alex Steen. He has a no trade clause. He's had a, this this entire last contract. You can't trade Alex Steen. He's and, and he's reports he's, are, he's he, reports yeah, he's, are that he's already turned down two trades. Right? Two trades. That's the report. Two trades. It's rumored that he's that they've wanted to ask him to waive that clause twice in the past. In the past couple of years, and he said, "No, I'm not waving it." So, you can't just you can't be mad at the Blues for trading Allen, saying they should have traded Steen. Do I think that Steen's contract should be gone? I do. He's he makes too much money. I like Steen. I like Steen a lot. I think he serves a role in this team, but for the role he serves, he makes too much money. So that's 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 a different situation. But uh, he he it would be great if they could move him, but they can't. So they're going to play out this contract. You can't move you trade. Alex Steen, for the people in the back, he has an no trade clause. We've said this uh, online, on this show. It's been said a lot by a lot of people about his no trade. It's on cap friendly. It's easy to see. It's in black and white online. Just read, do research. It's there. Quit saying just trade Alex Steen and your salary problems are over. You can't do it unless he waves a no trade clause and he hasn't waved it twice. There's no sign he's going to wave it again with one year left. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, Sorry. there's one scenario in which Alex Steen waves his no trade clause, and that's going to be to go to Winnipeg, and Winnipeg has no need for him. So, scenario is not very realistic. I, I think the only situation where he waves his no trade clause is if the Blues say, "Okay," if they play hardball with him and be a dick and say, "We're not going to play you. We're not going to play you. Uh, we're going to make you demand the trade." Uh, so, either if you want to play, you're going to play for somebody else and not for us. Which you do, you do that if they still, if they have zero value left. Right. Like you said, Steen still has value. Whether you want to say that he doesn't or he does, he does. He has value. He's an excellent PKer. And when they dropped him down to the fourth line in, in 2019, that was the best fourth line in hockey. He's still yeah. a good player. Yeah. He's just not a guy who's going to go out and score third, 20, 25 goals anymore. No, he's not earning his contract right, the, right now. Right, he's on he's on the bad side of the contract, right? He 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 was given that contract after having a, just an insane year. It was overpayment. We're paying the price for it now, and at this point, yeah, it's just got to be got to swallow it. Sorry. Yeah, we're I still paying for a shorthanded goal that, against right? the L.A. Kings. <laughs> <laughs> right. right, which yeah. Yeah. I mean, my God, all too true, all too true. So. But yeah, I just, I just, I, people. I mean, if you wanna, if you wanna try and uh, convince people that you know what you're talking about, get the simplest little details right. 
Alex Steen has a no trade clause. You can't just simply trade him to to uh, fix our salary cap issues and keep your backup goalie. You just can't do it. it, it you can't unless yeah. unless he waves it. You talk him into it. That's a different discussion. But simply saying just trade Steen, you can't fucking do it. End rant. Yeah, no, I agree. And and honestly, uh, it's it's and and to that point because everybody else is saying. Again, I saw a tweet from one of our uh, uh, friends of the show, and I say that more sarcastically, is um, it was something like, you can move a backup goalie who's performing highly. Um, you can move a fourth-line checking winger who is way overpaid, or you can move a third-line center who's not needed on this team. Obviously, one was Allen, two was Steen, three was Bozak. Right. And it said, you traded the wrong one. And it's. But they're not it's again, this is not Xbox. This isn't PlayStation 4. You can't just the, literally there is an option on there to where you you can go on uh on your trade block and say, give me trades for this player. And it will literally give you options to where you can move your player that you select to a different team. That's not real life. Like you have to have people interested in those players. And I'm not saying there's nobody interested in Bozak or Steen. It's that you're not going to be getting calls five, six, seven, eight times a day of, hey, tell you what, Doug, we'll offer you this, this, and this for Bozak and this player. Like, when those calls come through and when you're negotiating with other uh, teams, it, it, you you have to jump on the right call. And today... I'm sure Doug Armstrong, that's probably not the first call he got about Jake Allen and his tenure here. He he probably saw that and said, that's probably the best deal I'm going to get for Jake. I just need to take it. You know, And, and he took it. And I know, don't blame him one bit. I think that's the, a good trade for Jake Allen. The 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 person who made that comment, uh, I saw the comment, and, and I, I actually commented on it. Uh, that was where my rant came from for the uh, – for this <laughs> i'm yeah. shocked kurt <laughs> i but but that the guy who made that comment has been wrong about a lot of stuff he's the guy yes. who uh he's the guy who called the scandella trade the worst move in doug armstrong's career um and scandella came in and played very well uh I, I, even in the bubble i thought scandella was one of the better blues yeah defensemen. yeah and uh you know he's a, he's a this guy is a he's a kid He's a, he's a kid. He's like, what, 17 years old, something. Um, so uh, he, and he's a, he's a, he's an advanced stats guy. He mm. like, everything is all advanced stats all the time. So if it doesn't pan out with advanced stats, all of his, all of his opinions are based on advanced stats. It's, I don't think it's from, it, it can't be from real world situations uh, too much because he's, he's, he's a kid. So, uh, you know, that's, that's, that needs to be factored in with, with that comment too. So. Well, and, and we're not just picking on one person in particular. I mean, this, this was I am. a theme that went through. <laughs> he's, he's, the, he's, the, he's the prick who, who called us out and said, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure you guys don't uh, get any followers or whatever. I'm like, yeah, no, he you. said something about we're not going to get any good guests. And uh, wow, we had Bernie Federko on, what, about four Grand weeks Fear? later? We've had our best guest <laughs> since that comment. So what does that mean? That's actually a good point. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, and again, I'm not, I'm personally not just picking on him. It's, that was a lot of the narrative, this, 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 from, from the vocal minority. Why did you move him when you could have moved other players? 
you're not an NHL GM. Like, mm. and, and listen, we have bitched and bitched and bitched about Doug Armstrong during his tenure. Me especially. I've been one of his biggest naysayers vocally uh, since he since he's made a couple moves, including Sabotka, Ott, those kind of players, Laterra. And but I I'm at a point now where I'm like, this dude brought this city a cup and he's brought a competitive team. Finally, it's working out. And I'm telling you, he's not passing on yeah. deals to move high salary. His priority right now is to bring back Alex Petrangelo. So if there's a good deal that comes in for Tyler Bozak, he's going to jump on it. The fact that he hasn't yet tells me that he's probably not getting a lot of offers for those players. And when he's offering them up, nobody's saying, oh, yeah, we'd love a Tyler Bozak or an Alexander yeah. Steen on our team. Bozak's contract isn't exactly desirable necessarily either. He makes, what, $5 million? Something like that. Four. Four. So, I mean, it's not, it's not yeah, the best it's contract. It's not the best, not the worst. But, you know, that whole comment, you know, just presupposed that, you know, the you only could make one of those moves. You could still move Bozak. Right. You know, that's, sure. I think that's the point you were just making, Jeff. It's just, it's the calls, you know, the deal's got to be there. And, you know, it sounds like the Blues were shopping based on listening to the press conference from Army today. It sounds like the Blues were actively shopping Allen. He said he talked to a number of teams that they thought Allen would be a good fit for, and they just didn't want to give away assets. He talked to Montreal, and they thought it was a fit. Um, you know, I'm sure he's working the phones on, you know, other scenarios, uh, knowing army there's, there's probably one that, you know, you know, we're, we're not necessarily thinking about that he might be able to pull off. Um, but you know, it, it's, it doesn't mean that because we made this one deal, we don't, we still don't have enough money for both Petro and Dunn. Something else is going to have to happen. So uh, there's a comment in the YouTube chat. Uh, could they, from Jeff R, could they buy Steen out? How much would go back on the cap? Uh, in ordinary, so his, in, uh, in, in ordinary, oh, in ordinary clause buyouts, the team's NHL salary cap, uh, for the player is stretched out over a period of twice the remaining length of the contract. So, so that'd be, be, that'd be 1.66. Yeah. So, but the, but if they get a compliance buyout, which, I don't. People are thinking that's not going to happen now. We'll we'll see. It's I guess it's doubtful, but uh, it'd be. I'm not. What's the, what's the buyout for a compliance buyout? Was the is it nothing? Compliance buyout. It's nothing. No, yeah, nothing no, on the no, cap. No cap. That's what I thought. I no mean, cap. obviously, you still owe the player, but in in terms of the cap, it doesn't affect you at all. And Tyler Bozak makes five million a year, guys. Thank you very much. Five. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Good call. So he's um, yeah, but no, and and that's and to, to Bill's point about uh, well, with him agreeing with me, so I guess it's my point. Um, <laughs> that um, so, <laughs> sorry, that uh, um, there's still moves coming. It's it's it. This isn't the end of no. the moves. It's not like Doug Armstrong is is traded Jake Allen, and now he's calling Alex Petrangelo saying, "All right, all right, I cleared some room." Come back to the team now, please. Like it's there's gonna be more moves. And and I think when you look at the draft picks the blues have, Luke Korak uh, tweeted out earlier, and I 
sorry, friend of the show, Lou Korak. Um, I, I don't remember exactly how many, but the Blues have a lot of draft picks this year. They could easily turn around in the draft and say, hey, team that wants this pick, we'll give you this pick, but we're going to send you Tyler Bozak and you're going to send us your third round pick. Yeah. Okay. Got it. You know, and like, it, it just, you don't know what else is going to happen. And that was my point to a lot of people, a lot of conversation on Twitter today with me um, was the Blues not being able to resign Petrangelo because he's going to hit the open market. He's getting offered 10 million. First of all, you don't know that for sure. The fact that that the salary cap has not gone up at all. So even a team like Toronto would just shed salary with uh, the Casperi Kapanen trade. They can't afford to pay him 10 million per. That that's not going to happen. And other teams, even like Buffalo, they're not going to pay him 10 million per. They they don't have the cap room for it. It's just not going to happen. You got other all-stars, other guys to worry about. But my point is the Blues are not going to reach that point. That's the goal, I think, for Doug Armstrong is I'm going to move salary now. I'm going to move salary at the draft. I'm going to move salary before it even gets to the point where he can talk to other teams, and I'm going to sign him before that happens. And that's the goal, I think, for the St. Louis Blues. So for you to assume, oh, well, he's not going to sign here because he's going to get $10 million in the open market. First of all, he's not getting $10 million. I just I don't see it. And if he does somehow some team finds a way to get that. I think the blues find a way to sweeten the deal before he reaches the open market to make sure that doesn't happen. Puckeye 14 YouTube chat says per cap friendly uh, Steen, if bought out would be 3.4 million next season at 1.1 1. 1, uh, the next season. Is which right? goes, which goes against what I just. Oh found. But, yeah. He's right. He's yeah. right. Yeah, so I what yeah, I saw was three, wrong. Three point four and then one point one six. Yeah, yeah, he's right. Yep. So what I yeah what I said was uh, inaccurate there. Okay. I think the I, like you said, Jeff, the Blues have other moves to make. Uh, I, I think the next guy to go, uh, I would not. I mean, if you had to pick a guy, was, is it Bozak? Because and someone else has to go. I mean, do you can you move Bozak? Do you move Bozak? Is it a? I mean, you need more than like if you move Sanford, you need more than that. Uh, it's I mean, be a, you, you got to start looking a little bit at your high price guys. It's got to be a guy like Bozak. And I think Bozak's, Bozak's the one that makes sense. And I, I think that, it's that's, it's not a term of a team calling and saying, we want Tyler Bozak. I think it's no, going right. to be something like, sure, we're going to send you what yeah. you want, but you also have to take Bozak. It's a salary dump. And and, and on, yeah. I mean, on this show uh, and online, we've been preaching and, and saying that to sign Petrangelo with the cap issues we have, yeah, Allen is the glaring one to go first, and Bozak is number two. So the Allen chip has fallen, okay? And uh, Bozak, I mean, we, I mean, we're right about that. Uh, that's and, that, and that's not something that I'm like, hey, we were nobody else. I mean, that that's common knowledge. That, that's a that should have been common knowledge. Um, we're not special in that regard, but I think uh, I think uh, Bozak uh, is a is a, a no brainer. You move Bozak, and I think you're good. Uh, you could if you sign Petro for eight and a half. Per, that's a good number for Petrangelo, I think, to sign. That's a, I guess, him what two and a half million raise or, or two million raise over this year. Uh, I think that's fair, right? I mean, he's making six and a half this year. He's signing for eight and a half uh, for eight years, whatever it is. 
I think uh, I think that's fair. Um, I think if you if you if you if you clear Bozak's salary, I think that you can make that happen, and then sign Dunn too as a bridge deal. We'll see. Well, I think I think that's the other conversation. Do you guys think they sign Vince Dunn, or do you think they trade his rights? I think they sign him. Um, I you know I I think it kind of depends on you know if we're able to unload other salary like Bozak. I don't think he's going to make that much down to it. Well, I, I don't, think, I don't think he is, but, but if it's, if we're that tight to the cap with yeah. Petro. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it depends um, on his salary. I, I could it. see, I, I could see that, but. Cause he I makes, he makes um, 722,000 I mean, right now. So I can see a bridge deal for like a million, like one and a quarter or something. Yeah. After the season done had, you know, and I, I, I saw a lot of people, you know, uh, talking, at the you know at the conclusion the blues getting knocked out how it doesn't seem like he's been the same since he broke his jaw against san jose uh last year um you know i i thought you know he 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 used to time his uh his decisions to pinch a lot better um i thought that was something that he he did poorly this year um but you know he's still a young guy and he's still maturing. Um, I, I give him a shot if, if you could. Um, but I also, you know, at the end of the day, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he doesn't wind up back here. Yeah. I, I, um, I think he's a guy that, and I think we might've even touched on this last week. Um, I think he's expendable. I know a lot of people would disagree with that because they think he's, the second or third best defenseman on this team. And, and maybe he is, but um, I think he's expendable. you got a guy and, and we mentioned his name a couple times. Scott Perunovich is going to be probably yeah. making a very good push next year to come up into the NHL. And if you still have a Bartuzzo and a Gunnarsson, nah, I, I don't, you don't I don't know. I don't think I will either, but I'm saying if they do, you don't need a Vince Dunn anymore. You don't, because he's he's a very similar player to Vince Dunn. Here's what I would do: I would I would I would keep Dunn, and I would. You know, Bertuzzo's got a few years, a couple years left on his contract, so he's. I mean, he might not go anywhere. Gunnarsson's got one year left. Uh, he's a guy that could be moved. You know, those those one year left on the contract guys are, are very desirable for teams to to fill a spot for, as a bridge to get somewhere else or to give a guy a shot somewhere. Um, and not CJ Gallon. Yeah, right. Exactly. No long-term commitment to a guy you acquire. If it doesn't work out, you can just, you got one year. That's it. So uh, Gunnarsson fits that bill quite a bit and you're dumping 1.75 million there. So that's where, I mean, that's where you could sign done right there. Move Gunnarsson. And I, and I would do that because then they would, then you could bring up uh, you know, your, your prospect and you could uh, uh, see if, and give him some games and work him in like they split time with, uh, with uh, Gunnarsson and uh, Bertuzzo. So well, think, and, let, and let's face yeah. it too. It's not just Brunovich that's coming up next year. Right. It's, you got Mikola. There's a, these are there's the Nico McCola who's well, who could be coming up next it, year too. It's a good situation to have. I'm not. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. So, uh, which makes the Scandella signing even that more interesting too, because he's you're tied yeah. in for a while now. The Scandella signing to me was just you know Doug Armstrong saying, "Oh my God, I lost my Jay Bowmeister. I need my Jay Bowmeister." Oh, Marco Scandella. Okay. Yeah, but five, but four years. I mean, goodness. We haven't <laughs> I, said he's I, the best that 
making in-season no. signings. No, he's right? not. He's not actually. That, that's that's the thing that we've been critical of him for is is uh, re-signing his own guys. He's struggled. He's actually done pretty well in trades uh, for the most part. Um, and any bad re-signing, a number of the bad re-signings he's made, he's he's fixed uh, by moving them out with a trade. So he he seems to be much better at making trades than uh, uh, re-signing guys. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, just thinking about the uh, the, the in-season signings, Yuri Laterra obviously stands yeah, out a, as the worst. The black eye. Um, <laughs> and um, you know, Steen Steen's current deal it yeah. was a mid-season signing. Yep. Um, Bowmeister. Yeah. Let's, let's not for, let's not let's yeah. not forget Derek Roy. <laughs> I mean, Bowmeister ended up playing know, well. Man, but, I know Roy was a one-year deal, but that was such a bad fucking tr- deal. Good lord! I didn't mind at the time. Yeah. Oh, I hated it. Yeah, Bill and I, he, Bill and... he had been cha- he had been chased away from multiple teams at that point: Vancouver, Dallas, he, and and then Buffalo. he signed here, and he was awful. Well, yeah, obviously he was bad Buffalo. here. Bill and I were uh, at we were at uh, Landon's parents, right? When that trade happened, yeah. you told me about it. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, um, so we got we got some uh, some comments I want to read here. So uh, first of all, Austin Lynch, I don't know if this is in sarcasm or not. Bowmeister announced retirement. Uh, no, um, I think that's partially sarcastic from him. I think he knows that. Um, he says, imagine if the Blues don't resign Petro after trading Allen and Moore. I think that's the thing is to me at least and and why I'm so confident that Petrangelo is going to sign I know that there's been talks of them not having talks but I don't think you make the Allen trade and I don't think you make any future trades unless you know Alex Petrangelo is very interested in staying and okay. so I think I think there is a very good chance that that Doug Armstrong Talked to Alex Petrangelo today and said, hey, this is step one. Give me a couple more weeks for steps two and steps three, and we're going to get you after that. We're, I'll get you a deal, and we'll both be happy. So I, I really believe that the deal's coming. It's just it's going to take time because they got to shed some salary still. I agree with you. I, I, I wouldn't know why they would move Allen's salary if they didn't think they were going to sign Petrangelo. Because, I mean, you don't, I mean, you got Petrangelo, you got Dunn. You could fit Dunn. You could make Dunn work without moving uh, a guy like Allen. You can make it work. Uh, you can move another defenseman. Um, I, I uh, that, uh, that would be interesting if they did not sign Petrangelo because uh, the goaltending situation uh, this season worked well. So I think you'd go back to that well one more time. Uh, because I mean, getting a third round and a seventh round, while it is much better than what they could have gotten for him two years ago, um, is not anything that they need. I mean, a third and a seventh is not going to make or break this team on paper. So I mean, it's yeah. I, I don't know why they would move Allen if they didn't think they could sign Petrangelo. It's coming. Um, so yeah. Austin Lynch Amen. says, uh, "I meant has Bowmeister announced anything for next season yet? No, we he's- have not." He's done. Anything. He's done though. He's done. He can't. I think. Yeah. I think we we know it. We know he's I, done. I, I we said you that... don't sign Scandella to that deal unless right. you know he's done. And we said that the day after his incident, I was like, I came on, on the show and I'm like, he's done. What he has, what they're saying he has, 
you don't return to professional sports and play. You just don't. No. You can't. You yeah. can't risk that anymore. No. And and not just saying for the team, for him. He's he's looking at himself and his family and saying, yeah. I can't risk my life for this anymore. Yeah. It took a few days for him to come out and say that he was essentially retiring, but not, you know, you kind of knew it. But uh, yeah, right. I, I, you don't cancel the contract. It's L, you know, it's it's right, properly yeah. right. and the insurance company is paying the contract at this point. So, right, you know, it, yeah. If you if he retires you know, now, he loses that money. Team, it's it's okay. Yeah, you can't you can't retire another, until your contract's over. Another question we have here from uh, <clears throat> excuse me, races fan rocks four. Uh, he says, I'm guessing maybe he's an Oilers fan. Do the Oilers try to trade for Alex P? Um, the only way I see the Blues trading Petrangelo's rights is if, because they have that, I don't know, I'm guessing they're still going to do it this year, that five-day window before free agency starts where teams are allowed to negotiate with players before and like not actually sign them to anything, but talk to them. If it's like, day four of that and and Petrangelo and Armstrong are still just miles apart then it's okay we just need to trade his rights and get something for him that's the only way I think that happens otherwise I don't think you're going to see the Blues trade his rights at all because they want to get him locked up Bob Krull in the YouTube chat says he's fixed his errors Armstrong by making trades while sacrificing late first round draft choices in the process which is and that's what we've been saying yeah, you, you you're gonna have to. You may have to package, you know, that not a first round pick. I mean, our our picks this year, we have a we have a first rounder, we have a two third rounders, uh, a fourth rounder, two fifth rounders, and a seventh rounder. So we only have seven picks, but you know, doubled up in rounds two and five, those could get dealt for. You know, package Bozak to get somebody to I think it. I think Bozak's gone. I, 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 um, I he's the most logical guy, right? And, and, like, yeah, yeah. After Alan after Allen's gone, yeah, he's the he's the next in line. So I uh I like Bozak, but I think he has to go. And tell I'm us sorry, again, uh Steen? what say it again? Uh, Kurt, tell us again why not Steen? Why, why <laughs> uh because you physically cannot do it. <laughs> Yeah, Pay attention, I'm, people. I'm, I'm Do really, your fucking research. I'm, Jesus Christ. I'm really sorry here. Uh, the friend of the show, Lance DeScott of the Drop Podcast, has been uh, commenting in the Facebook chat, and I have neglected to check that in a while. So, uh, Lance, hopefully you're still listening. Um, he does uh, correct us on the Steen thing. He says Steen uh, 1.166 uh, and then uh, uh, 3.4 this year. Uh, and, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Steen is owed 2.33 or 1.66 for the next two years as a buyout. Um, yeah. So Lance, sorry, I didn't get to that until now. Um, I am neglecting the Facebook chat, but I will not do that in the future. Oh, anything else done? Um, that's it. yeah, we, we had a pretty uh, good discussion here, boys. This was a lot. This went a lot longer uh, than I expected. A whole show. Well, on let me Allen. let me let me ask you guys because I <laughs> I have basically I have basically said my stance here. Let me ask you same same as Kurt last week when he asked us uh, yes or no. Let's just go through this really quick. Two players. Is Alex Steen going to be a St. Louis Blue next season? 
I'm sorry, Alex Petrangelo. Is he going to be able to next season? Didn't we do this last week? No. Let's do it again. <laughs> After the Jake Allen trade. Okay, gotcha. Okay. What do you think? okay. Uh, yeah. This is like presidential polling. You got to do it I mean, every week. Right. Yeah, right. right. I said yes last week, and so this move just makes it uh, more likely. So. Yeah, I, uh, I say, I say yeah. Okay, so Vince Dunn. Yes. Mm, maybe so. I'm gonna say no. Okay. I think there might be something we'll see coming up, but uh, I, either I way, just, it, yeah. it's it's interesting. And uh, to 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 be so, the promoter that I am, I will say, Blues fans, make sure you stay tuned to us every week because any other big signings or big trades, we will be here to to recap and discuss. So make you, sure you uh, I'll ask stay you. tuned to us on YouTube and Facebook. I'll ask you: Would you rather have Gunnarsson or Dunn? Dunn. Okay. I think I think you could move Gunnarsson easily, and and keep done. That's my that's where I'm coming from. I think I think a defenseman has to move, especially if you're going to give Prunovich a shot, right? So, uh, but uh, I, I think Gunnarsson would be the way to go. It's the one year. Who's, who's got a who's got a super young blue line that could use a veteran? Uh, I, I Buffalo. Mean, any team that could use a blue line, like uh, a Buffalo, Edmonton, Detroit, Edmonton. Yeah, Detroit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that Gunners is anything to write home about, but you know, he's serviceable. No, he's still an ex. I mean, I, I said this last week. He's still a guy that you can fit in your top six, whether you're a good team or a bad team. You you still need a solid veteran out there to make the right play. And he's cheap. He's one point seven five, I think it was. So I mean, he's a guy you can move easy. He's a, he's a he's a easily a third pairing on some teams. You can put him on a second pairing, and it makes one point seven five. He's an easy guy to move, and you could get that money to done, or part of it, not all of it, part of it. So, anyway, that's me. Uh, I guess that'll wrap up season uh, the first episode of season nine. How uh, about that, folks? No more season eight. Thank God. <laughs> season eight can go to hell. Uh, (laughs) uh, season nine episode one of the original st louis blues hockey podcast let's go blues radio thanks for listening and thanks to those who participated in the youtube and facebook live chats during the show we hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you for jeff ponder and bill day i'm kurt price until next time everyone let's go jake allen in montreal uh thanks for the toast to you (laughs) at least some of them toast Toast to you, Jake. And, uh, well, of course, let's re-sign Petro. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. <laughs> St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again, they're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. 
They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.